Okay, I want to welcome everybody here. It's everything I know we're missing a number of people, but uh, holidays and everything like that. I guess we got a number of people that's traveling and this and that. And I wanted to give you just an update <clears throat> for just a minute on Roy and Pat. I was over at their house Thursday. Pat is doing real good. She's uh, very talkative. She was alert and everything. So I visited with her. Roy's doing good and everything. I'm hoping they'll be back next week. And uh, so, but anyway, uh, she got out of the hospital and uh, doing good. She hadn't had any more uh, uh, problems with AFib or anything like that at the house. And uh, but they did give her some stuff to, some medicine to take if something does flare up. But she is just doing real good. She says she feels great. So uh, maybe next week they will be to where they can get back in church. I hope to see them. Uh, as y'all know, today is the last day of this year. And I think many of us are probably glad to see this year go. And uh, as I was down in my office at home the other day, and I said, well, what am I going to do? <clears throat> and I didn't know yet. And anyway, I don't know if I, I can't remember if I was reading something or I heard something. But I, I, the words that I heard says, are you full? Are you full? And I got to thinking, I said, and then he dawned on me. Most of the time somebody asks you, are you full? Did you get full after dinner? Are you full with food? You know, food nourishes our body. But what I think, I hit me, was how full am I of God? Have you ever thought about that? How full are you with God? Does God's Word live inside of you? Do you praise God? Do you pray daily to God? Do you open up God's Word daily and see what He has to say for you? How full are we of God? We ought to just be, we ought to be running over. I'm serious. We should be running over with the Word of God and all of His goodness. Just like, just like that song, God is so good. And that is so true. God is so good to us. And how do we treat God many times? How many times a day or how many times a week, I'll say, do you open up God's Bible? Maybe other than Sunday morning. How many times maybe say, God, thank you for this day and thank you for what you've done for me. How many of us acknowledge God through the week? And all the things He does. Many times through the week, we forget again about God. We, we, we meet Him here on Wednesday night and we pray to Him and talk to Him. But what about Sunday and Wednesday? Is that the only time that we talk to God? Is that the only time we have for God? We should have a lot of time to worship, to pray, just to visit with God. That's what God wants. He wants us to visit with Him. He wants to have fellowship with us. I mean, we're too busy for God. And sometimes we, many of us, I've heard them say, I don't know, but I feel like something in my life is missing. Could it be God? Could it be God? I'm talking about not church people exactly, but just 
a number of people you run. I know my my life at times just feels empty. Do you ever feel empty? Do you feel like that maybe God, where are you? God's right here. Where are you? God's ready to talk to you. He's ready to listen to you. He's ready to meet your needs. But He wants that time of fellowship with us. He wants that time just you and Him. You know, God cherishes that. Down in my office, I'm down there probably every day there at the house because I've got all my books, I've got everything there, so I do most of my studying and all that there at the house down in my office. I'm down there every day. Some days I may be down there two hours. The other day uh, I was down there and Linda said, I didn't know if you was coming back up or not, but I just got involved in God's Word, praying, visiting with God, And the time I went down there, I'm, I'm, I went down there about 10:30 that morning. I didn't come back upstairs to about three o'clock that evening. Linda said, "What have you been doing?" I said, "I have been visiting with God." And there's been times at the hospitals, different places. It's so easy in the hospital when you're visiting with people to get into the presence of God. Because God shows up. When you're praying, and you're praying for those that are down, they're out, there's things wrong with them, and, you're, and your heart is just going out, God shows up. You can feel His presence. I don't know if you've ever done it or not. I don't know if you've ever really felt the presence of God, but you knew that you knew that you knew He was right there. He was right there. He wants to be with us. He wants to be in our presence. He wants to meet our needs. And uh, But I was just wondering, you know, we need the Word of God just like you need food. The Word of God is, is what nourishes our spirit. That rises that spirit up. To have that Word of God inside of you and working with you. You know, uh, I read a little deal. And it, it said that, that Billy Graham once said that there's a God-shaped hole in every person. A God-shaped hole. God put something there. And it's really for God. He said, Billy Graham called it a God-shaped hole. That hole that God put in us is to be filled up with God. Not with things of the world, but with God. God knows our needs. He knows what we need. And God left an, uh, he left an empty place in us to be filled up with Him. How many of us have got that? How many of you have ever felt like that? that I, I, I feel like I'm missing something. I don't feel like I'm fully satisfied. I feel like there's something I should be doing. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't understand this. Have you ever talked to God about it? God, what is it you have? What is it you want me to do? God, how can I serve you? You know, there's so many things that we can do to serve God 
and it's not just in church. It's out in the world. It's everywhere we go. I tell you what, I bet you that most everywhere that you can go, if somebody knows that you're a Christian, they're going to ask you something about God. They'll ask a question. I get questions all the time. And I answer them the best of my ability. If I don't know the answer, I'll get their phone number and I'll say, let me go home and I'll find your answer and I'll call you back. And I do. If I tell them I'm going to find their answer and call them back, I do. I have, sometimes I have to go back to my Bible and find out what God says about something. And I call them back. You know, God wants us to work for Him. That's one of the, being a pastor is probably one of the most rewarding things in my life that I have done. I never dreamed, like I told y'all before, I never dreamed I'd be a pastor. My thoughts when, when I was going was never to be a pastor. It was never about church or anything. And then one day something happened. And I felt an urge that I could not say no to. I had no idea at that time what it was. I got in church, reading my Bible, hearing the messages, and that's just like God speaking to me. This is what I want you to do. I want you to tell people about me. I want you to tell them how much I love them. I want you to tell them what they mean to me. Tell them what all I've done for them. Tell them how I died for them. Tell them how I have my resurrection for them. Tell them all the plans I've got for them if they'll just be obedient to me. How many of us are obedient to God? God said, I had rather have obedience than sacrifice. He wants our obedience. He wants us to do what He has called us to do. He wants us to do what He has asked us to do. He wants our obedience. He wants our praise. He wants our worship. He wants our love. And we're fixing to go into a new year. And I'm just wondering how many, I don't know how many people out here make New Year's resolutions. I've tried it. Don't work for me. I can't keep them. So I just go on and I say, Lord, do with me as you will. And that way I figure if he's got something for me, then if he wants me to do it, he's going to let me know. You know, I've tried things, you know. And it might, oh, I might can do a New Year's resolution for a week, maybe, if that long. But, you know, I don't know whether y'all realize it or not, because I maybe hadn't been here. But this August, I will be pastoring this church eight years. I did not realize it was that long. I did not realize it. Time has gone by so fast. And in that time I've been here, I've seen so much. We have lost so many people to God. Well, we hadn't lost them. They, it was their gain. But I got to thinking about that the other day. All the people that I've done funerals for, this church, out of this church, just around. I said, you know, they're in a better place. 
They're not in a world like what we're living in now. They're in their eternal world. They're with God. They're sitting at God's feet. They're looking God face to face. Can you imagine what that must be like? Looking God face to face. Sitting at the feet of Jesus listening to Him teach. Being in His presence. All the, all the glory, the, the, the goodness of heaven. God told us, He said, in heaven, sin will never enter here. There will be no sin in heaven. No sin. Everything's going to be perfect in heaven simply because God is in charge there. He will not allow sin to come into His holy heaven. He said there won't be any more crying. There won't be any more sorrow. There won't be any more tears. There won't be any more sickness. There won't be any more death. All that has passed away. It won't enter here. You never have to worry about getting sick. You never have to, have to worry about being robbed, beat up, murdered, nothing else. It's just going to be wonderful time of, of, of eternity with God. We can't even begin to imagine what heaven is going to be like. You know, there's a scripture that says, For eye has not seen, ear has not heard, nor has entered into the heart of man what God has in store for those who love Him. Who love Him, who worship Him, who believe in Him, have faith in Him. Is that you? Is He talking about you? Is he talking about me? How is our faith? God looks at him and he said, without faith, we can't please him. We have to have faith. We have to believe he is who he says he is. He'll do what he says he'll do. We can't doubt God. God told us that if you doubt, don't think you're going to receive anything. Faith and doubt do not go together. They don't go together. God wants our faith. He wants us to believe what He has said. Every, everything, the song we sung up here a while ago, standing on the promises of God. Do you realize every promise that God has made, He will keep? He'll keep it. You have to believe it, trust in Him. Have faith. Faith, what's faith? Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith is knowing, hey, I don't see it, but I know it's coming. I know it's on its way. That's faith. That's what God wants. You say, God, you said it, I believe it, and that's all it's going to take. Is you speak it, and I'll believe it. So we're going into a new time. And I told you all that Billy Graham had said something, that, that God had placed a God-shaped hole in each one of us. That is a space for God to dwell in us. To work in us and for us to be closer to God. You know, and the thing about it is, you talk to so many people. Well, I don't understand it. I don't know why I feel like I feel. Why do I feel like there's nothing in this world for me? That's what I've asked them. Have you tried God? They kind of look at me like, what are you talking about? I said, have you ever accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Have you served God? Do you believe in God? 
Do you believe there is a God? Do you believe God can do things in your life? And most of them, I've had them say, well, I don't know. I've never really thought that much about it. I said, I'll tell you what, you get God in your life, put your faith and your trust in Him, He'll fill that, that, that vacancy that you're feeling. He'll fill that empty space. He'll do it. You know, and so many people out in this world, they try to fill that, that God hole with, with money, possessions, drugs, alcohol, and some even work. They're workaholics. They have to work. They want, even if they don't do nothing else, they work seven days a week, as many hours as they can. Why? Because it takes their mind off of the other stuff that they're empty of. You know, God's got so much for us. You know, many people today are searching for their purpose or their calling on this earth and they're doing so without success. They're not finding it on this earth. The problem is the things of this world and of this life is only temporary. This is not permanent. This is not your home. You're passing through here. Everything is temporary. And I've told you before, this church, one day, something else will be here. I don't know what. The things of the world are temporary. They're not permanent. And some people are trying to hold on to things that are not permanent. And they wonder, why am I feeling the way I'm feeling? Why am I doing the things I'm doing? <clears throat> you know, people do not realize this. But do you realize your money and your belongings can be taken away at any moment? Worldly stuff. Things that you put ahead of God. I told y'all that I used to tournament fish. That was my God. My boat and everything like that. Do you realize anything that you put before God is an idol to you? That you're loving and serving and, and doing more than you are for God? That's exactly what I was doing. I'd leave out on Friday come back maybe Sunday, probably Sunday night, fishing those tournaments and doing all that. And I enjoyed it. I loved it. That was my God. I didn't realize it. But when I got my God, everything else changed. Everything else changed. Sold that boat, all my fishing gear, and everything else. I got rid of the things that was taking the place of God. How many of us have things in our life that are taking the place of God? That you'd rather do than worship God. That you'd rather do than open up His Word and read it. You see, we've got an enemy out there that's going to distract you every way he can. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever been reading your Bible and all of a sudden, every time you turn around, the phone rings? Doorbell rings. Something to interrupt you from your time with God. See, Satan knows exactly what you're doing. 
It's not an accident that people are coming and calling you at that time. They're keeping you from God. And when we're kept from God, that empty place gets emptier. It gets emptier. We're needing something. We don't realize what we're needing. What we're needing is to be have that emptiness filled up with God. To feel His presence. To feel His love. Knowing that He cares enough about you that He has taken some things from you. Things that do you harm. You know, as much as I loved fishing and tournaments, I, don't, I do not miss them whatsoever. I don't. Why? Because God filled that vacancy. God filled it. He knew how I loved that. But he said, Bill, you're loving that more than you're loving me. And I was. I was. And as, I, as, as time went on a little bit, I could see it. I said, God, thank you for removing that stuff from my life. Now I've got time for you. See, everything else, every time I, I thought about doing about God or something, somebody called me on the phone, hey, Bill, let's go fishing. Bill, let's do that. You know, finally, when I got serious about God, I had people ask me, Bill, let's go fishing. I said, when are you going to go? They said, Sunday morning. I said, I can't do it. got to be in church. i got to go see God. i got to visit with then, you know, it wasn't very long. I wasn't getting those calls anymore. I wasn't being invited to go fishing on Sunday morning. Because I knew I wasn't going to go. I had a vacancy in my life field. And it's still full. I love it when it gets overflowing. Listen, don't you ever get tired of church? No. I don't. Don't you get tired of studying? No, I don't. Don't you get tired of not being in certain places anymore? No, I don't. See, God, what God removes from you, He more than fills that vacancy. You don't miss it. You don't miss it. You know where you, you know He's with you. As we come into this new year, we need to make up our minds. God, I've kind of slacked off from you last year. I wasn't doing the things I thought I'd do or needed to do. We need to change that. Instead of taking off on Sunday and going to the lake or doing this. You know, the sun doesn't really come out till about the noon if you're going to the lakes and to the beaches. Come and visit with God and get what God's got for you. God don't mind you going to the lake. God don't mind you going swimming. God don't mind you enjoying yourself. But visit Him first. Visit Him first. Visit with God over everything else. You know, there is a song it's Psalms 107.9. It's, really, it's a simple Psalms, but it says so much. Now, I want to share it with you here in just a second. It says, For He, God, satisfies 
the longing soul or what you're longing for, what you need. And he fills that hungry soul with his goodness. And that is so true. It's so simple, but it is so true. God fills our needs with his presence. You ever get to feeling just lonely? Like, sure feel lonely. But sure use a friend about now. God says, hey, 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 what about me? What about me? I'll be your friend. I'll visit with you. I'll talk with you. Why don't you invite me? See, God is not going to barge in. He wants to be invited. He wants us to want Him to come in. You know that precious Holy Spirit that lives on the inside of us. He will never, ever do anything that is against what you want to do. He'll, he, he, he'll say things. He'll remind us. But He's not going to stop you. He'll warn you. But He's not going to stop you. See, God gave us a free will. He gave us a choice. It's your choice. God or the world. That's about what it amounts to. God or the world. I hope with this new coming year that we will take God. God, I need you over everything else that's in this world. I need your presence in my life. I need to feel your presence. God, when I get into your word, let that word speak to me. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever opened up your Bible and you've been going through some things? And all of a sudden, you come across some passages. Well, God, this is just exactly what I needed. God spoke to you through His Word. He spoke to you through His Word. That's God's way of showing, hey, I hear you. I know you. I see you. I know what your needs are. Read this right here, and that's going to answer you. Just do it. Just do it. We need to pay attention to what God's Word says. You know, we may not realize it. I didn't realize it. But later on, I did. I had a hunger for God, and I didn't realize it. I knew something was missing. I knew I wasn't feel, being filled like I wanted to be. I knew things were, it just wasn't what it should be. I had a hunger for God, and I didn't know it. I needed God, and I didn't know it. Have you ever had God just literally kind of grab you and shake you? He'll do it. He'll make you understand. If you want Him to, He'll make you understand. I know there's a number of people who say, well, does God still speak to people? Yes, He speaks. You know, I think maybe one time, and I can't even be positive, that I heard an audible voice. Years ago, I used to smoke. And I wanted to quit. And it's after I got into church, I said, you know, I just got to thinking. I said, you know, this Holy Spirit living on the inside of me, I don't believe He likes all that smoke coming in there where He's at. I said, God, in a very simple prayer, very simple. I said, God, would you please deliver me from these cigarettes? That was my prayer. About two days later, 
did happen instantly, about two days later, I was driving down the road. Nobody in that truck with me, just me. And I started to light a cigarette. And all of a sudden, I heard what I sound so, it was so clear. It said, don't smoke anymore. It startled me. I turned and I looked at the passenger seat. It scared me. I was the only one in that truck. I got to where I was going. There was a dumpster. As I walked by that dumpster, I reached in my pocket. I took cigarettes, lighter, I throwed them in that dumpster. The moment I did that, from that moment on, I never had a craving for a cigarette. Never. I, I thought to myself, boy, you're going to want those in the morning when you get up for that cup of coffee. I didn't. That evening, Linda used to have to come by. She'd clean the ashtrays and dump them. She'd come by that evening. There wasn't no cigarettes in the sheet. You, you hadn't smoked a cigarette. What's, I told her. And she just, thank you, Jesus. You know, she didn't smoke. And I didn't realize how offensive smoke is to somebody that don't smoke. <laughs> For the meanness of it, I'd always both smoke at her. You know. I can't stand the smell of cigarettes. I can't stand them. If somebody wants to smoke, that's their problem. But I, I will move where I don't have to smell the smoke. I can't, I, I can't stand it. And there I used to smoke. And I mean, I'd, I'd aggravate Linda by blowing smoke at her. I can imagine what she must have been going through in the car. I thank God that she loved me enough that she didn't just dump me out on the side of the road. She should have. And she probably crossed her mind. But see, God can do things. But... I've had people say, well, I've, I've prayed about it. I said, okay, you've prayed about it. But do you really want to quit? Many people, they say, oh, I want to, but they don't. They don't really want to quit. I said, if you don't want to quit, you're not. God's not going to force you to quit. But you've asked, if you ask him and you mean it in your heart and you cooperate with God, watch what happens. And I told them about my experience. And I had one here not long ago tell me, he said, Remember when you told me about you quit smoking? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, I probably shouldn't have said, oh, yeah, because I probably didn't. But uh, I've told so many people. But they said, I did what you said you did. I took the cigarettes and lighter out of my pocket, and I threw them away. If I hadn't thrown them away, I, 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 I'd probably still smoked. But I was showing God, what did God say? I'd rather have your obedience and sacrifice. I was obedient to God. I took those cigarettes out and I got rid of them. I didn't sit there and let them tempt me. I didn't sit there and let the devil tempt me. I got rid of them. God wants to work in our lives. He wants to do things for us. As we're coming into this new year, you know, there's some things you need. I know you need them. Maybe you need a healing. Maybe you just need a touch from God. Maybe you need a closer relationship. Maybe you need to feel more of God in you. 
I said, I'll do that. If you truly want it and have faith that I will. Many of us will pray. Say, well, I'm sure God won't do this. You know, and you're already saying, I don't believe God's going to do it, but you're praying for it. God says, he who doubts, let him not think he shall receive anything. Doubt cancels out faith. And on the other hand, faith cancels out doubt. Faith cancels out doubt. Have faith in God and His Word. Uh, <clears throat> so I'm going to just ask you, as we enter this new year, what fills you? What's filling you? Is it the things of the world? Is it your possessions? Is it money? What is, what is it? What's filling you? What do you truly want? I hope what you truly want is the presence of God in your life. I want you to feel that presence. I want you to know God is working in your life. I want you to know that when you come to God, He always hears you and He answers you. People say, He never answers prayer. God always answers prayer. Always. It may be. No. It may be not now. Or it may be yes. But God answers your prayer. He does not turn a deaf ear to you. Sometimes he says no, because he knows what you're asking for is not good for you. You ever ask for something that maybe later on you said, Wow, I'm glad God didn't do that. I have. Maybe you just pray, Lord, let your will be done. You know, that's all right, but I'd rather see a Pacific prayer. So you know it's God. Ask God for what you truly, truly need and want. Truly need, really. He says, for I shall meet all your needs. He didn't say anything about all your wants. But he said, I'll meet all your needs. And God wants to bless us. Can you think why He wouldn't want you blessed? If He, if, if he loves you enough to die for you, why wouldn't He want you blessed? He loves you. If you love somebody, your husband, your wife, your children, you want them blessed, don't you? Same way with God our Father. He wants us blessed. He wants our needs met. And he wants us to know it was him. And he did it because he loved us. And he does. He does. I hope you're not chasing after the things of this world to fill that empty space in your soul. I hope you're chasing after God. God, I need you. I need you now. Right now, God, I need you. Come into my life. Feel this voidness. Fill me with you and your presence. That is one prayer I guarantee you he will answer. He will answer it. You know, rather than being consumed and everything with just these temporary things of this world, why don't you get consumed with the fruit of the Spirit? How many know what the fruit of the Spirit is? We've talked about it. 
The fruit of the Spirit, you'll find that in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 and 23. Listen to what God says the fruits of the Spirit are. Love, joy or happiness, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, self-control. Anybody need self-control? There's times I do. And God knows it. And I've had him say, that's enough, Bill. Don't think like that. Don't act like that. You belong to me. When people know you belong to me, and they see you acting like that, do you realize people watch you being a Christian? See how you handle situations that come into your life? Okay, you're a Christian. Now I want to see how you're going to handle what that guy just said to you. Patience, doesn't it? Long-suffering. To keep your mouth shut. Believe me, I used to have a temper you wouldn't believe. I'd spout off in a second. But now, I still say some things sometimes I shouldn't say. But now, if somebody asks me a question, I don't just pop out and give them an answer. I sit there, okay, wait a minute. What did God say about this? What would God want me to say? And then I answer after I think. And I just pop off before I realize what I was saying. How many people are watching you? How many people know that you're a Christian? How many people do you know? Maybe a neighbor watching you. You get out there. You're doing something. You hit your finger with a hammer. Oh, what's he going to do now? You know. See that spot? I kept patience. Fingernails just about ready to go off, I think. But wasn't watching what I was doing. I was driving a nail, and I hit the wrong nail. But it's well. So, but you know, God wants us to have patience, self-control. Because you belong to Him. Can you think of all the patience and self-control that God has? Think about your own life. Oh, I don't know how God put up with me for what all I was doing. I think we all have. But see, that's God's patience. That's His long-suffering. Many people say, yeah, I've heard He's coming by and coming by, but you know, I've heard that all my life. Long-suffering. He's waiting to come back. He don't want anybody to go to hell. He's giving you time to repent. He's giving you time to say, Lord God, come into my life and be my Savior. There's no reason he hasn't come back. It's what the Bible says. Patience. Patience. Have you got patience? You need to draw closer to God. Matter of fact, that's what God says over in James 4.8. Draw close to God, and God will draw close to you. How many of you are wanting to get closer to God? This new year coming in, wouldn't that be a great way to start out the new year? Is asking God, God, 
forgive me of all my past, which he already has if you've accepted Jesus Christ. He said, Lord, I need a closer walk with you. I need a closer walk with you. I need more time to visit with you. I need to read your Bible more. God, can you give me that time? Can you give me that patience? Can you block the enemy when I try to read your word? from coming against me and let me read your word, enjoy your word, and get what you have for me. We're going into a new year. That would be a great way to start it. You say, God, I want more of you in my life. If you're here today and you want more of God or you need more of God in your life, you've made mistakes, you know you made mistakes, you say, Lord, I need you to forgive me of them, you touch me I just need to feel your presence Lord I want to draw closer to you and above all I want you to draw closer to me so I feel you if you're here I'm going to ask the band if they will to come up and if you feel like there's an emptiness or you're not as close to God as you should be why don't you come and ask him today? We've got altars here. I'm going to be down front. I'll be glad to pray with you. I'll be glad to, to stand in with you and believe with you for what you need. God knows everything you need. He knows your heart. He knows your love for him. But sometimes, aren't you, and that's the kind of way that you are, if somebody really cares about you, you'd like for him to tell you. You'd like to hear it from them? That's the way God is. He wants to hear it from us. Father, I love you. I love you, Father. Amen. Tell him. You could, that couldn't make him any happier than if you said, Lord, come into my life and be my Savior. So I'm going to ask the band if they would to play you would like to come down, kneel at the altars, or just, I'll, I'll stand in agreement with you. If you need to pray about anything specific, and all of you know this, whatever you tell me is where it stays. I've had people come into the office, and I made that clear, whatever we talk about, whatever you say is between you and me. If you want somebody to know it, you're going to tell them. I don't. I want y'all to trust me, and I want God trusting me. So if you've got something that you that you would like to have a closer walk or, or something that you need God to touch you about, please, come ask him. Come ask him. He is willing, if you are. So I'm going to ask the band to play, if you would. Come see God. Mm -hmm.